The Pigskin Cafe is back with breaking news from the NFL. Hot off the wire, Tom Brady is unretired and coming back to play his 23rd season in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I thought I'd invite my good friend Sam Gilmer onto the pod. He's a huge Bucks fan. I wanted to get his reaction to the news, what it means for the Buccaneers and free agency and the draft, and if it vaults the Bucks up to the top of the NFC for Super Bowl contention. Wesley, take us in. You're listening to the Pigskin Cafe, a podcast covering the wild world of the NFL. On tap for today are hot takes, controversy, and analysis on your favorite team. Pull up a seat and your host, Hampton Sipper, will be with you in three, two, one. And we're back. Welcome back into the Pigskin Cafe. My name is Hampton Sipper, and we have ourselves a breaking news emergency podcast because the GOAT, Tom Brady, has said, not so fast, my friend, and is coming back for his 23rd season in the NFL. So I had to hop on here and talk about this great news with my good buddy, Buccaneer fan, Sam Gilmer. Sam, how are we doing tonight, buddy? He's back. (laughs) I am as good as good can be. We went from into the cellar to back to Super Bowl contenders. So I'm having a great day, man. Yeah, and let's get started there because you and I have talked a lot throughout the offseason about this was going to be kind of a rebuilding year for the Bucs. A lot of people... Um, would be leaving a lot of key players due to cap issues. But now, Tom Brady coming back, Chris Godwin more likely to get a long-term deal if he not if he wasn't already. Yes. Ryan Jensen might stay, stick around. Carlton Davis may take a hometown discount for another ring. So I just want to ask you, A, what was your initial reaction? And B, what do you think – the short-term impact is for some of these potential free agents that we're going to be leaving until they heard Brady is coming back. I'm telling you, initial reaction was dang, almost tears. You know, I like to update my phone profile picture, which you always see of stuff that's been happening. Well, recently it's been Tom Brady hosting his last Super Bowl trophy from about whatever time he released today. It's been that tweet sitting on my dang lock screen, which just, <laughs> Tears of joy brought to my eyes. But as far as the free agency thing for us, I think all those boats from the boat parade just need to turn around and head back to Tampa because we bringing them all back again. Ali Marpet's going to come out of retirement. Rob Gronkowski's going to go one more round. Mm-hmm. Don't know about Lenny, but we running it back. Yeah, well – Lenny's going to be interesting because it's all about the price tag for him. I think he loves playing with Tom. I think Tom really likes him, um, but it's going to be whether or not he's going to take that hometown discount. And and I think the key role in how how many guys we are going to bring back, how many guys we're able to bring back, like you said, is going to be in that Chris Godwin long-term deal. 
because if we keep him at 19 million with his second franchise tag right now, we don't have a lot of options in the salary cap unless we start restructuring some stuff. But if he'll sit there and put his money on the back end of his deals and give us the options to start bringing these guys back for Tom's last run, then I think you could start seriously looking at a second Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's a great point. And before we kind of dive into more of the team next year now that he's back, what do you think was the deciding factor other than going home each and every day and asking his kids about their school day and him not liking the answer to that and not liking hearing about that and Giselle talking about her fashion. What do you think the true motivating factor was for him to, I mean, spend 40 days in the wilderness of retirement and come out a new man and ready to be back in MVP form? You know, I think it's just like, you said he spent 40 days as a married husband, got to see what that was like. And (laughs) truth be told, I think he didn't like once the retirement announcement came out the very first time when he was like, hold on, like, wait a second. Let's think about this here. I don't think he had made up his mind, but there was such a wave of congratulations, man. Awesome career. This, that, the other that he was like, okay, I've seen the praise. I've seen this. Like maybe it's time. Mm-hmm. maybe it's time for me to step back in this. And then I think as he stepped back, he's still been he's still been throwing the football. He's been keeping up with his diet. He went to a soccer game yesterday with the Buccaneers owners. Like, I think the more he's kind of done, the more he realizes, like, hey, I can prioritize family, but dang, like, I still want to play football, and I'm still at the top of my game to where, like, if I walk away now losing the way I lost, like, is that the way I want to be remembered? Even though it wouldn't be, that's kind of, I think, his mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that it's almost kind of, not really, but almost a jab at Schefter for leaking that new. Because if anybody deserved to be able to retire on their terms and announce it themselves without it getting leaked by the media, it was, it Tom. was Tom. I mean, there are other guys in recent history like a Peyton Manning, like a Drew Brees, um, some of the greats that we grew up watching, they deserve the opportunity to tell the world that they were retiring. But for that news to be leaked, and like you said, maybe kind of rush him, and he kind of um, made a hasty decision to kind of go into it. Um, but then after a month and a half to two months of sitting around, I think he just knew he would miss – I mean, when – Football has been a part of your life for over half your life, um, and you're as elite as he is at it. Um, I mean, he arguably had the best season of his career this past year. By far. And, you know, with if Godwin doesn't get hurt, there's a and if Worst doesn't get hurt, there's a good shot that they're in the Super Bowl again this year or this past year. And I mean, I like their opportunity against the Bengals. So, it never really made sense to begin with other than wanting to spend time with family. But yeah. when I think he, like you said, he got to sit down and marinate on it. Um, he came to the realization that he had more left in the tank. He sat there and said, am I really going to lose to Matt Stafford in <laughs> my career? Which, like you said, and I truly believe like the Cincinnati Bengals were playing at an extremely high level at the end of the year. 
Mm-hmm. I think if you have that second option in Godwin, if you have that third option in Antonio Brown, if he doesn't go crazy in New York, like if you've got yeah. even one, I know if you've got <laughs> one of those two, then like he's got another place to go. But when you're relying on Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson, who's still coming into his own, all those guys that quite honestly, you don't get reps with because you're working with such high caliber players then like the time week 17 into the first round is not the time where you can really make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I wanted to also ask, do you think I saw, a, you know, after the news broke and EO Rappaport comes on the TV, a couple reporters mentioned you know, him possibly being traded and playing somewhere else. I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe he's going to play anywhere but Tampa. I don't know why he would tweet that he's going to play in Tampa and then not. I just don't think. But he also is the same guy that said, I'm kind of retiring and then comes out of retirement. But my main question, my main question, do you think him and Arians have a good relationship? Or do you think there's still some rocky aspects of it that need to be worked out? Because by the end of the year last year, like Arians was kind of throwing him under the bus a little bit. There seemed yeah. to be a little tension, um, and it was kind of chaotic with the whole AB thing. Uh, what do you make of that? You know, from your perspective as a Bucks fan and you following the team closely every day. And first things first, I just got a um, report from one of our reporters that said they've talked about Swab. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> one of the Bucks reporters, not not my man uh, with Russell Wilson now. But, yeah. Um, no. And they said Ali Marpet will not be returning. He's going to stay retired. Ouch. But, okay. So there's a hole. But besides that, I truthfully to me, I think the whole BA versus Brady thing was so over like I do think there was some friction there at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like, they're two fiery competitors who wanted to win that second championship towards the end of their careers. So like if you're not winning, then of course there's always going to be that. Mm-hmm. But I think it got so overblown into well, he's retiring because BA hurt his feelings. Like Tom Brady played with Bill Belichick for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians isn't going to hurt his feelings. No, like, I agree. Let, like let's be realistic, and that's the kind of coach BA's always been. Like he didn't come to Tampa to get patted on the back because he knew BA's not that kind of coach to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, truthfully, the biggest issue with the coaching staff last year, and it's as random as could be, was that Bruce Arians tore his Achilles, or Halfley tore his Achilles and had that surgery. Because a lot of the time that him and Byron Leftwich were sitting there game planning, Bruce Arians was sitting in the trainers rehabbing. Mm-hmm. So, like, his face was not as prominent in those end-of-the-year meetings as they probably had been in the past, yeah, But at the same time, Bruce Arians has said when he came back to coaching, he said, I don't want to be the play caller. I don't like I want to hire good enough people around me to where like I'm just controlling what's going on. But they're the ones actually running it. Yeah. And have so. kind of that CEO dele- delegation yes. type system. Yeah, totally agree there. So now that he's back, now that. You know, he's had two seasons in Tampa, put up great numbers in both, looked awesome in both. 
what do you see next year um, for the team? Do you see – I know you made a joke about bring the ships back, bring the, um, you know, the, Tampa, the Lombardi Trophy back to Tampa. Do you think that is the ceiling for this team? And if so, what are some key acquisitions that need to be made in free agency, whether it be re-signing some of your own players – or acquiring some more, what do you think needs to be done to kind of solidify your team? I mean, of course, when you have when you have Tom Brady, the expectations are always the Super Bowl. Agreed. I mean, they they have to be. So yes, I can sit there and say, let's run it back, bring the party parade back, this, that, the other. But like we mentioned before, like this isn't going to be, especially with Ali Marpet's news, this isn't going to be the same situation as last year last year where all twenty-two starters are back. It just can't be. The cap can't help that. So, to me, the biggest thing is, A, you've got to find somebody to replace him. And I don't know how you find somebody to replace an all-pro guy like Marpet, but if you can't do it free agency-wise, I'd love to see us get a guy like Zion Johnson in the draft. And mm. I, think it's, I think it starts there. But I think Jason Light has to do a good enough job as bringing those back that Brady wants back, like if he wants Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. then that's where you spend your money. If he if he wants Gronk, which of course he does, then that's where he spend your money. If yeah. that if that cost us a guy, maybe in Carlton Davis, which I don't know if it will, then that may be where we lose. But I think if he's going to give up his retirement to come back on his quote unquote farewell slash revenge tour, like if it wasn't before, it's all about him. Like Mm -hmm. Tom, what do you need? What gets us another ring? And then you go and do that. Yeah. Well, so you said this being his revenge tour, do you think this is his last year? Do you think he might even come back for another year? Uh, he better come back for the creamsicle jerseys. That's um, <laughs> which is twenty twenty three. So that would take two years. Uh huh. But, but no, I I think if he wins it, he's done. He's done. But, yeah. I don't think there's any questions asked about it. But honestly, like I don't know because I mean the guy was retired twelve hours ago. Mm-hmm. So like mentally, I don't know where he was because at the beginning of the year he said crap guys i feel like i could play till i'm 50 and then a week before we lost to the rams it was hey he might be done Uh so like he's had such a bounce back and forth i feel like throughout this past year that like it would be unfair for me to say today like yeah he's going to be back at least the two years he's got left like i I don't i couldn't say that positively i would hope he would be back because, I mean, who doesn't want Tom Brady on their team? But I think so much of it has to do with the next year. Is he still at his level, his top level? Is he where he wants to be health-wise and everything else? Like, those are such big factors in him being the guy that he still is that I feel like that plays into whether or how long he's going to play as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point. Um, got a couple more questions for you. So you mentioned – the draft, and I think the draft is going to be a premier importance due to yes. the fact, like you said, there's some cap issues on the team. You're not going to be able to bring everybody back. So, ideally, in the first round, 
You mentioned Zion Johnson, guard slash center out of Boston College being a possible fit. Yep. Who are some other options that you're looking for in that first round that you think would fit really well on this team? Truthfully, I, the the draft this year, looking at all the prospects and everything, has been so hard to determine who's going to be where because if you look at a guy that's underrated in my opinion but was such a key cog in our defense, a guy like Ndamukong Sue, mm-hmm. does he – does he come back? Because if not, well, then you're looking for that nose to sit there by Vita Vea. Like, if if Carlton Davis goes, do you turn and look at that DB option? If they all come back and Lenny goes, do you say, hey, like, I know you don't really do a first-round running back, but, like, if Tom needs a weapon, he needs a weapon. We, mm-hmm. we know wide receiver three is gone. Like, I'm sorry, Bucks fans, Antonio Brown is never coming back to Tampa. Like you're you're not getting that tweet. I don't think so, Tom would want him back. <laughs> no. So with that being said, like I don't I don't think either will. But like mm-hmm. if a London or a Wilson or a lot if somebody falls to twenty seven, if there's not that wide receiver run, everybody's thinking, like, do you go get one of those guys? Mm-hmm. Or a Jamison Williams or a Mechie? Like I don't I don't know. It, I feel like it all depends on where we end up in free agency. I think these next few days are going to be so key to see where we finish to know what direction we're taking in the future. Yeah. And I agree with you. Wide receiver would be uh, a good position to get. There's a, I mean, this is a very good wide receiver class, a lot of depth, uh, running back, a lot of depth at that position too. Um, defensive line wouldn't, I mean, I'm not overly, overly high on this guy, but as far as like, I wouldn't take him top 10 or top 15, but imagine if you get Jordan Davis and you pair him with Vita Vea, I'm telling you how nasty that would be. Or the other, um, defensive lineman from Georgia, Trayvon Walker or Devonte Wyatt, yes. who are arguably better players than Jordan Davis. I mean, and- you could really solidify that front and i know they met with walker at the combine my thing was with davis running that four seven i like i don't think davis ever falls Even uh-huh. i do think like walker is the more consistent more long term like davis's freak numbers are going to keep him in that top 15 well the in thing my, about the opinion. thing about yeah the thing about davis though he can run that four seven once once, but he couldn't go back and do it again because he'd be huffing and puffing, yep. looking for the oxygen tank like he was in that first Alabama matchup when they were fully healthy and were able to kind of run that up tempo and get him to run sideline to sideline. That that's kind of the difference in him that I don't think gets talked about enough. And to me, you've had you have Vita Vea, which is a all pro in my opinion, uh, Pro Bowl guy, who but like. He's had two years this past two years where he's had two kind of major injuries. Yes, he has. So you want to keep his snap count lower. You want to keep him, which Ndamukin Sue was always there. So you can keep him on the field. Um, Will Golston, always there. So you could keep him on the field. But, like, if you miss those two key guys, like, are you really going to try to get a guy like Jordan Davis – where one of them has to be off the field at all time because neither you want to hike up in that snap count. 
Yeah. Well, neither they're great run defenders, but you, they're neither one of them are guys that are going to be. Yeah, they're going to be looked at to sight the quarterback much. So, um, yeah, well, I know. I know. As far as Bruce Arians, he's even. He's even came out and said during the combine, he said, truthfully, at that position, if we don't get Sue back, like we're looking for more speed there. We're mm-hmm. looking for a guy to kind of push that pile. And because, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, he's one that might be gone too. So yeah. if you lose a Pierre-Paul, well, you drafted Tryon in the first round last year. You saw flashes. I really like, really yeah. like him. You saw so many flashes from him this year as to what he could be. But like Bruce talked about, he's a speed guy. He was the one that flew around the edge that let Vita make that push off the ball. I think you need more of that with him, though. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree, Sam. So final question for you before we get on out of here. How do you see your division this year? Uh, The Panthers and Saints are rumored to acquire Deshaun Watson. Uh, who I have thoughts about, but I'm not going to get into on this podcast. Um, and the Falcons are kind of still in rebuild mode, still not sure exactly what they are going to do. Do you feel like it's going to be easy in that division regardless of what happens? Or kind of ha- how do you feel um, about your chances now with Brady back in the fold? I mean, I I think when he comes back, you're the clear favorite to win the division, right? Because, I mean, it's just – it's what he does, but the Falcons, honestly, they don't, I'm not, if they keep Matt Ryan, if they keep the same system, like if they're going where they're going, I think they improve, but I don't think they compete with us right now. Mm-hmm. The Panthers, I just like, you can't convince me with his no trade clause that Deshaun Watson is sitting there looking at all the teams available. And he says, I want to go to Carolina with Matt rule. Like you, you can't convince me of that with a uh-huh. hurt who they talked about trading, like I don't, I don't see him fitting there. So, so if he doesn't, you're back with Cam or Darnold or who? Like I don't think they're in play. The one that's going to be interesting is the Saints, and they always are. They always give us trouble. If the Saints get Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a battle, I think, for the division. Just, yeah, I mean, they made a good internal hire to move up to their head coach. Everything still seems to be just status quo for them. They were able to get under the cap somehow, um, which I don't think they'll be able to make any big moves. But if they are able to make a big enough move in a trade to go get a Deshaun Watson, then I think it'll be a battle. But without Deshaun Watson, I mean, I think I think the Bucks win the division again, and I don't know if it's that close. Mm-hmm. I, no, I would totally agree with that. I mean, Tom has – only beaten the um has only beaten the Saints once right in that playoff yes. game I just in twenty twenty one time in the regular season just once yeah um so if Deshaun goes there which all I'll say on Deshaun I know he was cleared of any criminal charges um but I kind of think where there's smoke there's fire a lot of these cases don't result in criminal charges, but when 22 women um, come forward and accuse you of sexual assault, uh, I think there's some validity to it. Um, and uh, obviously, I don't know for sure. No one knows for sure other than um, him and those 22 women, but it's going to be 
for any team that takes them on, that's going to be a PR nightmare trying to convince, especially like the women that work in those front offices in that organization to accept him in with all that baggage. It's going to be a delicate subject to talk about, and you're going to have to separate, especially on here on this podcast, separate the football player from the off the field issue. So, and to um, me, like, even if he does go any, like, wherever he goes, you could still see a suspension from the NFL. That, bingo. So, so, like, if he signs with the Saints, cool. If he's suspended six games, like, is Ian Book starting those six games for the Saints? Because if so, depending on how the schedule lays out for the Bucks, like, you could take over the division early before Easy. Deshaun Watson ever touches the field. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if a team is willing to take that risk, then good luck, see what happens. Like, that's on you. But I, if he's out for six weeks and he's in the division, I feel very comfortable about where we're at. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people are talking about that possibility enough because I definitely think there's going to be some sort of punishment from the NFL. I mean, Zeke got suspended two games, and he – with his incident, um, I believe it was two, like two to four games a couple years ago. Um, and with as many women that who have accused uh, Deshaun Watson, I assume that punishment will be more severe. So, and, um, and the people who are bothering me are the ones who say, "Well, he served his suspension last year." Nah, uh-uh. No, no. Deshaun Watson made a choice last year. Yeah, not, not to play with the Houston Texans. Yes, and he, he got out paid. a year in his prime, but he got t- paid ten million dollars to sit on the bench and not be a part of the organization that took the time to draft him. Mm-hmm. There is, if there is something, it wasn't what happened last year. Yeah, so it's going. I don't know when it's coming, but you've got to figure it's sooner than later. Yeah, totally agree. Before I let you go. Non. This is just an overall, overarching NFL free agency question. All right. Give me one prediction, one splash move that no one sees coming. Oh, one prediction, one splash move. Let's see here. I'm going to go with Von Miller. Okay. Is it really a splash move if he signs back with the Broncos? No, because I think that's kind of being predicted right now. I was about to say, is that like coming back or is that already out there? Kind of already out there. All right, then I'll say this. I'll go this route. I will say that Leonard Fournette leaves the Buccaneers and goes and takes a deal with your fins. Whoa. I'll say he goes down to Miami and goes in that Mike McDaniel system after seeing what he's done with the 49ers the past couple of years in that run game. And I'll say, Tua, let's get this RPO game on. Okay. I love that and would be totally down for that because I think Fournette would thrive in that type of system. Um, and, yeah, keep him down in South Beach and let have my boy Tua out. Love it, love it, love it. Um, well, Sam – I think that'll do it for another episode of the Pigskin Cafe. Thank you so much for hopping on and breaking down the Tom Brady unretirement. Um, hopefully, this is the only other time he unretires. And when he retires for good, 
or retires again, it'll be for good next time. No Brett Favre's. No Brett Favre's. We can't have that. At My least he didn't drag it out like a year and then come back, you know. He did not. I'm happy for it. Happy for him. He did his 40 days in the wilderness and emerged a new man. Yes. Yes, he did. Well, to everyone out there listening, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Pigskin Cafe. You can follow us on social media and get up-to-date show times with uh, when our shows are dropping. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. And be on the lookout this week as we will be breaking down NFL free agency, all the moves that are happening. We'll be your number one place to hear analysis, um, you know, reaction, all that good stuff. So be sure to tune in this week to that. And with spring practice for college starting back up, we'll kind of break down a little bit of that, you know, some nuggets that we're hearing around the SEC. And that'll be a lot of fun when that gets started up in full swing in about a week or two. So for myself and Sam, thank you again for listening. And the Pigskin Cafe is closed for now. But until next time, chew on that.